0: You can't have a bunch of people walking around with guns. I used to tell people whenever, when we did uh, Bosnia, Kosovo, anything like that, you get enough people with weapons around and there will be unintended consequences. Why am I playing that clip? This is actually a rerun today, but I want to tell you something. Um, this show today is going to showcase what we broadcast six years ago. Yeah. Six years ago. And in the following two days, I'm going to kind of tell you what we were talking about in 2016 and 2017. Man, time goes by fast, does it not? But the the parallels I want to show you in what we're talking about now and then how it's come about in the last six years. I hope this is as riveting for you as it's been for me combing through six to seven years ago. So we could see sort of the evolution of politics just in the last six to seven years. Okay. So I start out with that. I also want to tell you, uh, please join the fourth hour club because you only have about a week to do that. And we start on March, the 2nd, um, 2023. On uh, the fourth hour, and you're going to want to be part of this exclusive club that only meets after hours after the show. It's called the fourth hour because it's not on the air. And we're going to discuss the things that are impacting us the most. And there's going to be a lot of action uh, with this and some really wonderful things that happen. And if you're a person that wants to rally the troops, if you are the person that wants to get information out, this is for you. And uh, you can go to the fourth hour tab on the top of katedalyradio.com to join. I suggest you join now. I suggest you join now to get your spot. It's filling up. Um, By the way, we sold out on coins. Thank you for that. Really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Today, I want to showcase a show I did about citizenship. This is a really fascinating look at Our Citizenship in America Post-1871, and then tomorrow I want to showcase an episode we did with an archaeologist who covered the mounds, the mounds all over the United States and what was in them, uh, giants and so forth, so we'll cover that on the Friday show. Um, But today I want to focus on citizenship. I also want to direct your attention to Garage Doors Only Ugly Door Contest, because that Ugly Door Contest is going on right now. Ugly Door Contest at garagedoorsonly.com. You know, take a picture of the ugliest garage door and nominate them. They probably really need it. (laughs) So that's a fantastic thing to do. But let's get to the citizenship. I'm going to bring you back to an episode we did six to seven years ago. And I hope you enjoy this uh, for this hour. Back in history for a minute, you know, we were just talking last hour about federal judges and federal courts and and uh, pro- U.S. prosecutors, um, U.S. district prosecutors. And I really wasn't kidding around when I said I told my boys, just please, whatever you do in life, I, I just would be really disappointed if that's if that's the direction you went because I haven't I haven't met any yet that have been sorry but ethical. But uh, they just destroy lives, and they're okay with doing so. I I just haven't met any that. that, um, Anyway, I guess I could go on and on on that, but I won't. Um, So when you think about the title, U.S. District Court, a federal U.S. District Court judge, District? District of what? District of Columbia. Maybe it's named after Columbus. Who knows? District of Columbia. District of Columbia has a lot to do with our citizenship and with who we are as, as citizens of, of United States of America. Well, it has more to do with just the United States than the United States of America, but I will get to that. A lot has happened in our history, especially post-Civil War, um, that has changed a lot of things in our history. But a lot of people aren't aware of it because, of course, the history books have been scrubbed and they were scrubbed hard, right? Uh, we had a show on that from the 1908 on. There was a definite, um, a definite purpose to making sure that the history books don't contain a lot of things that, that people ought to know about their citizenship. So what I'm going to talk to you about is actually to the credit of, of different people that have written about this and have done some amazing work. Okay, Um, Lisa Gugliani, Kurt Collenbach, all of these people that have done amazing work. So this is this. And I always want to give people props on the show um, and direct you to them uh, so that you can learn more if if that's the direction you want to go in. But there were things that happened, especially in the year 1871, that did change some things that we're dealing with now or maybe just starting to see. And this is an this is an uncomfortable topic for people because of what it could mean for us. And that, like I said, is based on interpretation, but not the facts. The facts remain that these things happened. And so we're going to go back and look at the facts and then you can ascertain whether or not you feel that uh, as far as this author is concerned, what her take on this is. Okay. So uncomfortable subject. We've never covered it on the show, but we're going to, I mean, my gosh, is there anything that we haven't covered? So we, we must cover it. We must do this. Um, All right, so the date is February 21st, 1871. 41st Congress is in session. There was an act called the Act of the 41st Congress. Section blah, 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 34, I could go on and on, but you'll never remember that. Okay, on this date in our history of our nation, Congress passed an act entitled An Act to Provide a Government for the District of Columbia. So remember the federal court district judges, the district, the name district? Okay. An act to provide a government for the District of Columbia. This is known as the Act of 1871. This is very pivotal, and there's more to this than I think what people want to recognize. What does it mean? Well, it means that Congress, under no constitutional authority to do so, created a separate form of government for the District of Columbia, which is a 10-mile-square parcel of land. It's sort of like Vatican City, where it's not part of the country, but it's and District of Columbia really isn't part of the United States. It's just a separate entity, okay? Why would they want to do that? Why? How could they do it, and why would they want to do it? What was the purpose? What was the intent? Let's look at the circumstances of what was going on at that time. The act of 1871 was passed at a really vulnerable time in America. The nation was essentially bankrupt because we had just, uh, it was weakened and we had just gone through the civil war. The civil war itself was nothing more than a calculated front is what some people think for some pretty fancy footwork by corporate backroom players, a strategic maneuver by European interests, international bankers who were intent upon gaining this sort of stranglehold on the coffers of America. The Congress realized that our country was in dire financial straits. So they cut a deal with international bankers at the time in those days. And even now the Rothschilds of London were dipping their fingers into everybody's pie. So thereby incurring a debt to said bankers. Okay. This is according to uh, Lisa Giuliani. She said, if we think about banks, we know that they do not just want to lend money out of the goodness of their hearts. There's always a reason and a purpose, and of course, they want to make money. The bank will not do anything for you unless it's entirely in their best interest to do so. There has to be some sort of collateral or string attached, which puts you and me, the borrower, into subservient positions. So this is true in 1871 as well. So the conniving international bankers were not about to lend our floundering nation any money. Without some serious stipulations, so they devised this sort of brilliant way uh, of getting their foot in the door of the United States. A prize they really had coveted for quite some time, but had been unable to grasp thanks to our founding fathers. Now, if you think about this, this is when all of the J.P. Morgans, all of these people started cropping up in our history, okay? The people that have been very influential since Wilson, since the turn of the next century, in, in deciding who's our president and what they do, okay? So I just kind of wanted to bring up that timeline, because that's important. Um, so, they wanted to get their, door, their, their foot in the door. And this act formed a corporation known as the United States. Not the United States of America, the United States, Before that, the Constitution had um, developed a a union of states, correct? Kind of like really what we were really like was France and and Germany, how they were separate but together. That's really how we started out, separate but together. Uh, But this was going to really transform everything. It actually started with an act in 1801 that we could go back to in, in the act of 1801 right after you know, uh, right after uh, the start of the Constitution, or the um, uh, the Constitution was put into place, the Act of 1801 really sort of opened the door to the District of Columbia because that's it was really kind of set aside at that time, um, and and put in. But this is where they took advantage of it. Okay, so 1871, this corporation, and note that it's in capital letters because I'm going to get back to that and I'm going to have you go get a piece of documentation out and you're going to notice this. It's in capital letters, the United States. If you note the capitalization, there is always a reason to why they do what they do. And there's a reason to capital letters in our basic constitution. The original constitution citizen is spelled with a capital C, but it's not capitalized in this act. It's, all lowercase. This is very important. You'd be surprised how important that is, actually. So, this corporation owned by foreign interests moves in, shoves the original organic version of the Constitution a little bit into this dusty corner. With the Act of 1871, our Constitution was defaced in a sense that the title was block capitalized, and the word for was changed to the word of in the title. The Constitution for the United States of America, not of the United States of, or, or changed to of the United States of America. The altered version says of the Constitution of the United States of America in caps. It is the corporate Constitution. Let that sink in for just a second. And some of you might are, have already been over all of this. I don't know. But the corporate constitution operates in this sort of economic capacity, and it's been used to fool people into thinking it's the same parchment that, that governs the republic. This has a twist. It's a little bit different. The constitution for the United States of, the, of America, it was the constitution of the United States of America. Four is substituting as if it's separate entity, right? Okay. Capitalization. An insignificant change, not when you're referring to the context of a legal document. Such minor alterations have had these major impacts on each generation born into this country. Okay, so this was from six years ago that I did this show. And why is that so important, what I'm talking about? is because when the founders did the uh, when they wrote the Constitution, they debated every word, every syllable, everything had a meaning. And believe me, it was debated. This is why this is so important to listen to. From six years ago I did this show. Um, I'll be right back. Kate Daly show. Hope you're enjoying this. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. You should see what I have for the rest of the program. Be right back.